What is up, my people? How are we doing today? Man, I hope everybody's kicking ass. Welcome to Daily Drives. I'm your host, Jason Cremines. As always, you can find me all over social media. Please look me up, follow me, share my stuff, like my stuff, make me important. <laughs> okay? Just try to make me important because I'm not really that important. I'm important to somebody. Those somebodies um, either have the last name Cremines um, or, you know, flowers because they're my other two kids. Mm. Water, good old high quality H2O. Gotta love it. Getting this thing in gear today. Guys, listen, I want to thank you so much for listening to the last episode of Daily Drives where I talk specifically about the prohibition of cannabis, how it got started and why. I hope you learned a very valuable lesson uh, that we cannot trust our government to handle things like um, how to make us well. Uh, The government, Food and Drug Administration, Big Pharma, none of them are interested in our well-being. What they're interested in is their deep pockets, their investments, you know, the money that they can make on ill people. You might think to yourself, Jason, that can't possibly be true. I know that the world is a dark and ugly place, but there's no way that entire corporations and and companies and and pharmaceutical companies like that, there's no way that there's this conspiracy that they want us to continue to remain sick so that they can make a dollar. Well, for those of you who, um, (laughs) who really don't agree with what I'm saying and and with with my theory, if you will. Uh, Take a look back in history. Take a look back and and just see when laws are made, you know, regarding drugs, foods, things like that. And, And I mean, I'm talking everything, not just, you know, marijuana, but let's talk vegetable oil. You know, do you know that vegetable oil is not made from vegetables? Okay. All right, so uh, they tell you that vegetable oil is much better than this or that or whatever, but then when you really dig down into the actual facts, the real science behind it, you learn uh, that it's not nearly as uh, good for us as they say that it is. With that being said, um, it's a hell of a lot cheaper to make, much higher profit margins, no question about it. So, I mean, it's not just about marijuana. It's about everything, guys. It's about the fact, if you haven't picked up on this yet, there's a lot of, um, a lot of things going on in government behind the scenes, right? Uh, you know, you might sit back uh, and think that it's super easy to run a country, to be the president of the United States. It's got to be an easy job, right? You know, but it's not, right? And, and the truth is, it doesn't matter what job you hold in government. It's not easy, the job itself is not easy, and there's a lot of reasons for it, and most of it comes from the culture that we've bred into our government over the past hundred years. All right, so it's not just about the government. Um, there are big parties involved that aren't government officials. Media is a, a very big component of this uh, extremely complicated machine that we're talking about here. Um, The media, their job is to inform the people. Uh, And if that's the case, and that's where we're used to for the past, you know, 100 years or whatever, getting our our information, 
then we begin to trust you know these sources we begin to trust them and we get we begin to listen to what they say and here's the problem with that the problem is that news stations and media centers media outlets um, the you know the big ones especially they don't report on the news they don't just report the facts and things like that they they immediately turn things to a certain perspective and you know it's difficult to explain unless you're, you've experienced it for yourself but when you listen to the news for example all right let's say that they're talking about um, a political issue let's say that they're talking about the uh, you know uh, abortion issue all right first of all this is again one of those dead horses that the government continues to beat on. Um, and why do you think the government continues to beat on this particular topic? I'll tell you why, because it is very controversial. The country is split, very divided in the way that it believes, you know, when it, the, the things that it believes when it comes to abortion specifically. Some people say, fuck no, you shouldn't be allowed to get an abortion, it's murder, right? Some people are like, look, man, that kid's not even alive yet. The kid's living and growing and whatever, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's not a person yet until it's born, right? And then you have people that believe, okay, you should be allowed to get an abortion, but you know, only under certain circumstances, or you should be allowed to get an abortion uh, no matter what, right? It should just be whatever. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, all right? So... You've got people that are considered pro-life, people that are considered pro-choice, whatever. But the reason that this is such a hot topic is because, again, the country's so divided on the topic, and that allows campaigns, presidential campaigns, uh, government, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a state representative or a local representative, they can talk about how they're going to fight for the rights of X, the rights of the woman or the rights of the child or the rights of the father or the rights of whatever. And that is now their agenda. Do you understand? That is, that is what they're going to use to paint themselves into whatever office it is that they're trying to go for. Okay. So, Another really good example, if you listen to my podcast on a regular basis, you probably heard the episode with uh, Sharman Smith, who is a um, Democratic candidate for 2020, Um, and her entire campaign is based on the eradication of pedophiles, okay? (laughs) So here's the thing. How easy is it to get people on your side when their core belief, their core value is the eradication of pedophilia. It's pretty easy, right? Because nobody likes pedophiles except for the pedophiles, right? Kids don't like them, adults don't like them, left doesn't like them, the right doesn't like them, uh, black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter. Nobody likes a pedophile, right? So it's pretty easy for Charmin to ride that train into the White House, at least that's, that's what she believes, right? Um, now, I don't know that she believes this. This is my speculation from our conversation that we had, which was at least a good hour uh, at one point, if you, if you listen to the, the episode. Uh, go back and listen if you haven't. She's got some pretty interesting information. She is definitely an intriguing woman, um, mostly for the fact of you know, her survival story. But 
Anyway, um, so go back and listen to the episode with Sharman Smith where I'm introducing her um, as a Democratic president. She wrote a book that I never read, um, and I intended to, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I, I will one of these days, maybe. Um, but basically what I'm saying is that she has an agenda, right? It's, it's um, a pretty good one. She wants to eradicate pedophilia. Cool, I get that. I agree with it. Uh, I love it. I think it's a great idea. Obviously, nobody likes those kind of people as we've as we've discussed before. So um, that's going to be her entire campaign, talking about how, how many sexual predators there are out there, um, the fact that there are sexual predators that are trying to infiltrate the LGBT community, calling themselves uh, you know, non-offensive minor attracted people and minor attracted people, um, and trying to get themselves you know, uh, labeled as a love group, you know, part of a, a group of people who uh, spread love and caring um, for their fellow mankind. You know, that's really what the LGBTQ community is all about. So they're trying to align with them, right? They're trying to infiltrate them, if you will, um, so that they look like, like people just like anybody else. They just have a little bit different um, way of looking at sexuality which is disgusting, in my opinion. But anyway, um, so again, she can, when she's talking to people and trying to get them on board and trying to get their vote, she can say things like, you know, she can spit out facts about how many sexual predators there are, how many unregistered sex offenders there are, how many registered sex offenders. And what this is doing is it is giving you fear. It's making you... It's making a situation that is bad seem like it's even worse than it is, okay? Because it is bad, yes, um, but her job is to exploit that, is to make that, you know, the forefront of your mind and to put enough fear into you that you will vote for her knowing that she's going to be in line with the goal of getting rid of this particular thing, right? So that's basically, from my understanding of our conversation and the things that I've read from her on social media uh, up to this point, almost a year later, that's my understanding of how her campaign is going to go, right? Um, and it's the same thing with the media, you know? For example, in Ferguson, Missouri, um, the young black gentleman that was shot, um, unarmed, you know, CNN came out of the scene, the very first one to report on this particular uh, topic, and. It was the day that it happened, just minutes practically after it happened, almost like they had insight. Um, and, and they immediately made it into a racial issue, immediately, okay? In my opinion, CNN is personally responsible for the riots that took place in Ferguson, Missouri, that destroyed the town because of misinformation or because they wanted to get your attention they wanted there to be a controversial topic to talk about to keep you on their station because their job is not to report the news to you people. Their job is to sell advertising. The longer they can keep you on your station, the more valuable their advertising space is worth. And they make no mistake about this, millions in advertising, millions and millions hundreds of millions and even billions in advertising sales every single year. <laughs> this has to say something to you guys, all right? I want you to think for yourselves. That's, that's what this podcast episode is all about, by the way. 
um, and I've, I've mentioned this before, I've talked about this before, but I want to reiterate this one more time. You know, for the skeptics out there who are like, Jason, um, you're a little bit crazy with your conspiracy theories, you know, and people are going to do that. They're going to call me a conspiracy theorist. They're going to say things like that as I'm advocating for the decriminalization and the legalization of marijuana and the removing of cannabis from the Schedule One list of drugs. As I advocate for this and I, I try to get other people on board and spread the story and awareness of what this plant can do for the, the, the United States people and for everyone in the world, really, then you know I'm going to get called a bunch of different things. And, and conspiracy theorists is going to be one of them. But I'm going to tell you right now, all you have to do is go back in history and look and see what decisions were made and when they were made and think to yourself, why? Why? What would be in it for them? What's in it for Big Pharma to not legalize medical marijuana? What is in it for Big Pharma? What do you think? You already know. I don't need, I don't need to spell this out for you. You guys, if you're listening to this, you're smart enough to think for yourself. You're smart enough to really read between the lines. If somebody's got skin in the game, meaning an investment or you know, a political agenda or a personal agenda, you have to wonder their motivation. Think about the why, right? We've talked about the why before. Why do you go to work? Why do you decide to get married and have kids? Find your why, right? This is the same thing. You got to find the why. You got to find the why in every decision that's made from our federal government because I'm telling you right now, things are being uncovered on a daily basis in the government because we have President Trump in office who's a complete dipshit and doesn't know any better. He is exploiting every bad decision every president before us has ever made. Whether, rather, like whether it's, it's, it's intentional or it's unintentional, it's happening. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm a huge Trump supporter, okay? I'm not going to tell you that I don't support Trump, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm a big Trump supporter because <laughs> that would just not be accurate at all. What I am going to tell you is that I'm glad he was elected. I'm glad he was elected because some of the laws... Uh, some of the, the tricks that he's pulled, he's been able to pull because of laws that were made by previous administrations. Sometimes I wonder to myself if he's pulling the trigger on some of these laws and making them, you know, actually go into effect, a lot like the, you know, Border Patrol thing that was going on for a bit. If he doesn't do this shit on purpose to prove a point, because I don't know, maybe he does. Maybe he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> that too is a possibility. I don't know. And I'll tell you why I don't know. Because I don't know the motherfucker. I don't know him. Right? We've never had a beer together. Probably never will. And if I, if I was given the opportunity, I would, only because it would be nice to pick his brain to find out what he is really like. Because you really don't know, you know? You got the Trump that you've seen on, you know, Oprah Winfrey back in the 80s talking about filing bankruptcy. You got the Trump that you've seen, you know, on TV firing people. You're fired, right? <laughs> and then you got the Trump that you see on TV trying to pound his chest and look like he's the fucking greatest king shit in the world because he's the president, the CEO, if you will, of the free world, the United States of America, the greatest country on earth. 
right? You got to wonder what his motivation is. You got to wonder what the motivation is of Jeff Sessions. You got to wonder what the motivation is of, you know, Harry Anslinger, who back in 1937 is the one that drafted the Marijuana Tax Act. And you got to wonder. You have to start asking yourself these questions, guys. So instead of believing the headlines, instead of listening to the news, instead of following bullshit Facebook post after Facebook post, instead of going from one .org to another .gov to another .edu, what I want you to do is just think about it. <laughs> just think about it. What's in it for them? Why would they want to do this? Why would this make sense? Now, some of you are going to say when it comes to medical marijuana or cannabis that studies have proven this or studies have proven that. Now, I want you to ask yourself, what study? Where can I find the results of this study? How long was this studied? How many people were involved? What was the scope? What were we looking for? What were the other medications that uh, patients were on during these studies? And what were they on these medications for? Right? Don't remember her last or her first name, but Mrs. Fried, who is actually advocating for the legalization, most of, for the most part, of marijuana, including um, including recreational here in the state of Florida. She said that studies have shown that uh, high doses of THC can cause psychosis in some patients. Right, which is why she was on board with the capping of the THC level in smokable marijuana, which failed in, in the Senate, but nonetheless, she was on board with it. So my question is, was she misinformed? Or was she given a report made to be looked at in a certain way? Because you give me any report, any report, show me some data, and I can make that data look any way you want me to make it. I can, I can present that shit in so many different ways. You know, you think it's black and white, but it's not. It's the interpretation of the numbers. The interpretation is the part that's not black and white. The numbers are there. They're black and white, right? Numbers don't lie. Right, but people do. People with agendas, they lie because they're trying to get you on board for whatever reason. And most of the time, when we're talking about our federal government, that reason is political or financial. So think for yourself, guys. Ask yourself why. Ask the questions. Do the research. Look up as many things as you possibly can. We have more information available to us than we've ever had in our entire lives. In the past 20 years, the internet has come so far that you can literally get it while you're sitting at the fucking beach. Nikki. <laughs> Who's at the beach today while I'm at work? <laughs> Nikki's my wife, if you don't know. Yeah, she's spoiled. She's very spoiled. Anyway, my point is, I know there's going to be a lot of people that disagree. I know there's going to be a lot of people that agree. I don't care which one you are. It doesn't matter. All I'm asking you to do right now is to seriously think for yourself. When it comes to the federal government, do not put your trust and your faith in them that they're going to do the right thing for the people because that is not the case. 
History has proven it. We don't need another century of the government and the media and Big Pharma running this country. We got to take it back, guys. That's what this is all about. We got to take this shit back. We got to put people in offices who actually give a fuck about the people. We have to change the culture in Washington, D.C. because it's conniving. They're a bunch of lying, thieving bastards. We got to fix it. And the only way to do that is from the local ground up. So, the first thing we got to do is start with our local officials and get people in there who actually give a fuck about us. And how do you do that? You get out there and you get to know them. That's how you do it. You find out where they work, where they live, where they play. You go hang out with them, right? Probably don't want to go hang out with them at their house unless you're invited. I'm just throwing that out there. But my point is, we've got to start the grassroots. Everybody has to get on this page with me, all right? We have to change the culture in Washington, D.C. We have to do it in the next four to ten years, or we're going to continue to see the things that we've been seeing. And I know that you don't want this. I know that you don't want our government trying to control the population by making up laws to target those minority groups. Because that's what they do. That's what they do. They target specific groups, whether that be to fulfill their agenda or combat their agenda. So like, for example, a government official's like, I'm all LGBTQ, but really behind closed doors, they hate lesbians. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about, guys. Think for yourselves, do the research, find out who the fuck these people are. Let's stop putting people in office that have no business there. Let's change the culture in Washington, D.C. It starts with your local government. Let's get it going, all right? That's all I got to say for you guys. Think for yourself, think for yourself. If I can't say it enough, just think for yourself. Until I talk to you again, be good to yourselves, be good to each other.